0: Welcome to Season 2 of Empowering Others Through God's Word Podcasts. I'm excited to present this series of six podcasts on emotional freedom. Most of us at some point in our lives either have suffered from emotional health, poor mental health, or know someone who does. So we want to offer you a great resource over the next few weeks Dr. Grant Mullen is a mental health physician and author who lectures internationally on the keys to mental, spiritual, emotional health, and great relationships. Dr. Mullen teaches how medical treatment can be successfully combined with emotional and spiritual healing to break the chains of emotional bondage. What great information, either for ourselves or for someone we know. We want to offer this to you in this season. Now, Dr. Grant is going to be joined on some of these podcasts with his wife, Kathy, and the first session is going to be their perfectly dysfunctional marriage and such honesty they share with us with some helpful tips to help all of us to have better marriage relationships. Dr. Grant will also go on to teach emotional freedom, moods, shame, and then Kathy will be sharing uh, on forgiveness and reconciliation. I recorded these sessions with Dr. Grant and, and Kathy a few years ago. However, this teaching is timeless, and I want to bring it to you again this year, 2022 I believe that it will be helpful, it will be encouraging, it will be hopeful as well. So now, let's tune in to today's podcast. Welcome to Words to Inspire, Dr. Grant.
1: Oh, it's great to be back with you, Ruth.
0: Well, it's great to have you. and. uh once a month, uh, either Dr. Grant and/or his wife Kathy will be coming to us addressing issues that affect our emotional freedom. And today we're going to look at the physical causes and uh, symptoms of mental illnesses. So where uh, would you like to start with this, Dr. Grant?
1: Well, I'm sure everyone can remember from last month when I explained that there were three parts to humans and three links in the chain of emotional bondage. Yes. I'm sure they'd all remember.
0: <laughs> well, let's just okay. give them a little fresh, uh, refresher course today.
1: Well, the Bible says that there are three parts to humans, body, soul, and spirit. And soul and personality are the same thing. And so I say that our, what God showed me was that in, in each of these three parts, we can have malfunctions that affect our moods, emotions, and relationships. So these body would refer to physical conditions that affect moods, emotions, and relationships. So those would be the psychiatric disorders, the chemical imbalance mood disorders like depression, anxiety, and mood swings. Then in the spirit realm, Satan actually hates us, and he will do anything to interfere with our transformation and growth. And so he wants to harass everybody by Using thought insertion. He likes to insert his thoughts into our mind to torment us. And then, in the personality side, everybody has emotional baggage. And emotional baggage shapes our personality. And emotional baggage is filled with the memories from our past, particularly our childhood, but more importantly, the conclusions that we made about those events, which then shapes how we see ourselves, others, and even God. And so, those are the three parts. And so when I wrote the book Emotionally Free, I just divided the book into those three parts. The first third of the book describes how to assess yourself uh, in, with mental health. And then the second, third is, or sec, yeah, the second third is how to understand spiritual conflict. And the last third is how to do an inventory of your personality. So in this session, we're going to talk specifically about physical conditions, the chemical imbalance, mood disorders, and how they affect our uh, relationships, mood, and, and personality.
0: Okay, and so then we can uh, address these other ones on future shows so mm-hmm. that uh, the whole picture will be there for, for our listeners, which they can access uh, uh, on uh, our, my website, wordstoinspire.ca, or uh, also on your website, you have lots of great resources. So let's start off today by giving your website uh, as, as, at the top of the show.
1: Yeah, my website is drgrantmullen.com, so that's drgrantmullen.com, no period, after DR just drgrantmullen.com and they can even subscribe to my weekly free email newsletter which is a five minute video on how to live a transformed life.
0: Well that's great so you've just uh, outlined briefly the three links in the chain and now today we're going to look at the physical the moods the chemical imbalances. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes because that's a subject that never seems to come up at church
0: uh, no, it oh, certainly where to doesn't turn for
1: that kind of. Information.
0: <laughs> well, and in a previous show, we talked about the uh, the difficulty that Christians have even talking about depression uh, and mental illness seems to be another level, and some of these chemical imbalances seem to be even uh, further down on the scale of things we talk about. Why is that so?
1: Why do we avoid talking about it? Yes. Well, see, in the Church, we haven't talked about it because we didn't know what to say about it. Okay. Because the Bible says, take every thought captive, any condition that affects thought control, we assume is a spiritual issue, not a physical issue. And then what made it even worse was when modern psychiatry was born in the last century, uh, Freud, who sort of started the modern psychiatry movement, he was very, very anti-Christian. And so the Church has been very suspicious of psychiatry because the founder was so anti-Christian. But what the Church doesn't realize is it's been decades since anyone paid any attention to Freud. He's, he's a historical figure and has no practical value. So psychiatry has moved well away from anything that Freud said. But the Church hasn't known that. So they've been very suspicious of anything psychiatric.
0: That's, that's very interesting, and yet uh, we need to have this, uh, this step-by-step analysis in order to help us come to emotional freedom.
1: Yeah, we, see, we've over-spiritualized mental health conditions, not realizing that these are very physical conditions, no different than having diabetes. Mm-hmm. Because we've over-spiritualized it and stigmatized it, Christians are very embarrassed about having these conditions or accepting treatment. I spent, I, the biggest struggle in my practice was to convince Christians to take medicines and stay on their medicines for a mood disorder.
0: That's so sad, and and I can verify that that happens because once I started telling my own story of uh, needing needing help with medication early in my journey as a new wife, and I shared that journey with uh, a number of groups of people, and it was amazing how they'd come up and kind of whisper in my ear and say, I've been on antidepressants, and it was like it was this big secret. And uh, But I was able to verbalize that. I needed help to get to the next stage of of uh, health that I was looking for.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's no different than taking a thyroid pill or insulin for diabetes. Uh, it's just that we've stigmatized it. and uh, uh, And so Christians have tremendous guilt and shame over these issues, but I think it's because it's a thought control issue. And, and since the Bible says take every thought captive, we feel that if we don't take every thought captive, it's our own fault, and we should be ashamed of it, and it's a faith issue. If you just had more faith, you wouldn't be anxious or depressed.
0: Well, why is that a challenge for the person that uh, has a chemical or a, a imbalance or a physical uh, ailment with well, mental health? The nature
1: health? of this disorder is that you, because of a uh, problem with neurotransmitters, in other words, the little chemical that squirts between nerve cells, the, the one that transmits signals between nerve cells, if you don't have enough of that chemical, you don't transmit signals correctly or efficiently. And so if you're not transmitting these control signals, you will lose control of your thoughts. And so what the chemical imbalance means is that there is the, the chemical that is responsible for giving you control of your thoughts because it sends signals. You don't have enough of it, so you, you lose thought control. And then when you lose thought control, your thoughts can spiral off into directions that you can't stop. So in depression, you spiral down into negative, hopeless thinking. In anxiety, you spiral into worry. And in bipolar disorder, you will fluctuate between really down and really up.
0: The, the idea, then, of taking thought captive when your mind is in that state, it would be pretty impossible, then.
1: Exactly. And, but unfortunately, because... In the, in the Church we don't specify that this verse is written to people with normal chemistry, then they just they, they come under such condemnation and shame because they can't take every thought captive. And then some well-meaning Christian will say, well, what do you have to be depressed about? Just uh, just uh, watch Veggie tales and you'll be fine. It worked for me.
0: <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's like adding salt to the wound, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the Church um, has lots of pat answers, because um, they say, it's a faith issue, just you know, just stop it. In fact, I've been in services where they say, here's the answer to worry. Um, it, the Bible says, stop it. So it's a sin, repent, renounce, turn from it, and just stop it. Well, well of course, that doesn't work for someone with anxiety disorder. You can't just stop it, because mm-hmm. it's outside of your control. That, that verse is for people who have control. So if you have control, stop worrying. But if you don't have control, then you need to call the elders, anoint with oil, and pray for the healing of the sick.
0: So uh, sermons, some sermons actually could make that person feel worse and put them deeper into to their own problem rather than bring them out.
1: Well, I've actually sat in a service where the minister actually said, and there were thousands of people in the room. He actually said, "No Christian of good character will ever suffer from depression." Oh, I mean that is the most ignorant and painful offense. Of
0: course, of course,
1: on the path, the pulpit because it just he just shamed and demolished everyone sure. in the room. Who had like ten to fifteen percent of the people in that room have a mood
0: disorder? Uh, on a previous show, I think you said ten or fifteen percent uh, have an actual disorder, and hundred percent of us have emotional baggage. Was that That's right? Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: And and the other a very startling statistic is that eighty percent of people with mood disorders are undiagnosed and untreated because they're mild.
0: Okay, but they still need that help.
1: Yes, because so they're the walking wounded. So they're chronically unhappy, but undiagnosed because they're not trying to kill themselves.
0: Oh, wow! And so they they don't get out of this uh, this deep rut that they're in.
1: Yes, and so it's destroying their marriage, their work, their relationships, their walk with God. But they're too they're 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 so mild, or like they're they're not quite severe enough to go to the doctor. But they certainly are suffering, and that's why Kathy and I do these seminars in churches and in conferences to help people diagnose themselves. Because a doctor is not likely going to say, I think you have depression, you should treat it. You have to learn how to diagnose yourself. And that's why in the book, Emotionally Free, we have a whole section on self-diagnosis.
0: And and where can our listeners get your book, Emotionally Free?
1: From my website, drgrantmore.com.
0: Perfect. We just need those reminders because this is a very, very powerful book. Well laid out, very specific and very practical in its approach. So let's go to our uh, our physical chemical imbalance balances. Mm-hmm. What is the first one you want to uh, address?
1: Well, in depression is probably the most common. Okay. And it was, so in depression, your your serotonin levels are off, and so you can't control your thoughts, and they tend to spiral down negatively. But actually, it, it, with anxiety disorder, the chemical imbalance is, is identical. It's just that some people, when they're... When they have a low serotonin, some people tend to worry more. Other people are more hopeless. But the, the, the counseling treatment is a little bit different with each of those symptoms. But medically, antidepressants treat both.
0: Both depression and, and anxiety disorder. That's because
1: they both are from low serotonin levels. And so antidepressants will raise the serotonin level. And as the level comes up, the person's mind will get gradually clearer and they will have their thought control slowly restored.
0: All right, that's the that's, right one. that's great. So uh, medicine is uh, essential in some of these cases and not unlike taking medicine for another body uh, problem, physical problem like thyroid or, or insulin or whatever we need to keep our bodies whole.
1: Uh, depression, anxiety, and bipolar are by far the most common. Schizophrenia is... is uh, so the, the top three are uh, the, the mood disorders. And you know the, the 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 mood disorders are the only ment- or physical conditions that I'm aware of that have spiritual symptoms.
0: And and explain that.
1: Yeah, and this, this is why it's so confusing for Christians and and why they they get they have so much trouble understanding the treatment because there are four things we do to be devotional as Christians. And depression affects them dramatically. So the first is we read the Bible. Well, depression uh, makes concentration so difficult that reading anything is difficult. So people stop reading the Bible because it's just too hard. And then re-pray. We well, prayer requires concentration, and prayer presumes that there's someone listening to your prayers. Well, depressed people, of course, don't concentrate very well, and they don't think anyone's listening to their prayers because they feel hopeless and cut off from God. So they stop praying, too. And then worship requires concentration, but worship also implies that we have something to celebrate. So depressed people don't concentrate, and they certainly aren't celebrating. And then the fourth thing we do to be devotional as Christians is attend services in churches. And depressed people don't like to attend services because they find small talk so difficult, and so they isolate themselves. So depression really wipes people out in the four primary activities we do to be devotional. Now, when the, the average Christian who hasn't been to one of our seminars or who hasn't listened to, to your program, Ruth, they're going to, when they see someone in their church who doesn't read the Bible, doesn't pray, doesn't worship, and doesn't come to church, they're just going to presume that that person is in sin and backsliding. But the, the mood disorders are the, medic, the only medical condition that can look exactly the same as backsliding, but it's a medical problem, not a spiritual problem. So we need to be sensitive that when we see someone with these kind of symptoms, to be sensitive that it could be depression, not some kind of willful sin issue.
0: Well, Dr. Grant, uh, you started off as a a medical doctor, anesthetist, and you have great compassion in this uh, field of mental health now. And uh, can you tell us why you now have such compassion?
1: Oh, just because of the burden of suffering that I've observed in the Christian community that was untreated, or or inadvertently, accidentally made worse by the things that we say. Like like I told you, that minister, if yeah. he hadn't been to my seminar, to say something <laughs> so hurtful yes. uh, in public. So that's I've become very compassionate because I've been a Christian all my life. So I really am very concerned about the, the health and well-being of the kingdom. And then I saw there was so much suffering that wasn't being addressed and sometimes being made worse. So that's why I sort of just dove into it because not very many people were trying to, to address the issue because they didn't know what to say.
0: That's uh, that's so powerful. And the, the whole idea of being in the body of Jesus Christ is to help one another. And uh, I'm just so thankful that you're willing to share all of this. And I know on a previous show, you and your wife Kathy were willing to Uh, share your journey uh, in your marriage and while these were not uh, physical or or chemical imbalances they were certainly an important part of emotional freedom for you and uh, and Kathy and uh, so for our listeners the first show a couple of months ago and that can be accessed on uh, my website and also on Dr. Grant's as well so here we are. We have the three most common mood disorders: depression, anxiety, and bipolar. And you've kind of listed the the uh, symptoms of those, the difficulty in concentrating. Are there any other other um, uh, m- mental health illnesses that find it hard to concentrate?
1: Uh, well, yes, there are. But you know, I didn't actually describe bipolar yet. I did. I do. I did depression. Anxiety. Let's go there first, then. Yes, yeah, see 20% of all depressions are in fact bipolar depressions. So I probably should mention that because yeah. bipolar disorder is very very common. And here's how you separate bipolar bipolar disorder from regular depression. So bipolar people do have episodes where they are depressed and and they and during a depressive phase they look identical to a to a regular depressed person, but the difference is in bipolar disorder they have episodes periodically, and it can be very, very rare, but they have episodes of what we call drivenness. And drivenness is when they can't shut their mind off, but instead of that downside negative thinking, they're driven with, I want to do this, 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 and get out of my way. That's a drivenness, and they can't slow down. They don't have to be happy, they just can't slow down, and these up times are then followed by a crash back down again. But it's very important, if a person's depressed, before they go to the doctor, to go through the checklist of symptoms in my book or on my website to determine do they have the swinging depression or the consistently low form because the treatments are so different. And if you don't tell your doctor that you have the swinging kind of depression, you'll get on the wrong treatment.
0: Okay, now, did I understand you correctly that depression and anxiety are treated similarly? But then bipolar is treated differently.
1: Yes, it has different oh. medicines to smooth out the mood fluctuations. So that's why it's so important that if you go to the doctor because you're down, you have to know if it's oh. consistently down or up and down because the medical treatments are very different.
0: Now, does one medication fit all? Never. All right, so address that a little bit.
1: Yes, yeah, so a person with depression and anxiety, they primarily use antidepressants. A person with bipolar disorder will often use a combination of mood stabilizers, which stop the swinging, and antidepressants to lift the lift the lows. But if you go in, if you go in, saying you're just depressed and not telling them about the swings, and you get on antidepressants, it could make the swings worse. So it's very important to know how to complain to your doctor accurately. So that's why I have all these self-assessment checklists in my book, so that people can go through the checklist and take that list to their doctor so he knows immediately what you're actually experiencing to give you the right treatment.
0: Well, that is very specific and very, very helpful. Dr. Grant, is there help for these people?
1: Oh, my goodness, yes. (laughs) The recovery rates are very, very good, and that's what kept me involved in mental health because I was so surprised myself at how many people were, were returned completely to normal and they thought they would never get better. And so the the, the results are very good. That's why I quit every other area of my practice to do just mental health, because the results were such a surprise to me how many people could be restored completely. And what I noticed in the Christians, that as their mood improved, their spiritual life improved dramatically, and their relationships and their work productivity, everything improved as their mood improved. So it was the most rewarding area of medicine I ever encountered.
0: Hope is a wonderful thing, isn't it?
1: Well, and that's why Jesus came. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. He
1: came to give us hope, and he came to take away our sins and our baggage.
0: Well, and as you said in a previous show, and I think I just reiterated it, 100% of us have some sort of emotional baggage.
1: Mm, that's uh, right. And he, God wants to heal the memories, replace those lies with his truth, and set us free, and for the 10 to 15% of people who have a chemical imbalance, there's treatment available, and it's good for Christians. Don't over-spiritualize it. It's only Satan that wants you to to stay out of treatment and to stop your medicines. He's the one who wants you to over-spiritualize it because he wants to keep you out of treatment.
0: Well, of course, and then we're not free to to be part of God's plan for our lives the way he intended it for us uh, to enjoy, because there should be enjoyment to this journey here.
1: Well, he wants us to be free in those three parts. He wants us to be set free, body, soul, and spirit. And so he's given us all the tools to do that. You see, emotions are very important to God. People don't really think of that. See, God gave us emotions to make us sticky so that we would want to be in relationships. And so he wants us to have healthy relationships with each other, with ourselves, and with him. And the only way that will happen is if we have healthy emotions. And so that's why Satan attacks our emotions so that we won't have healthy relationships. And God's given us tools to restore that health.
0: Well, that is certainly a hopeful, uh, hopeful thought for all of our listeners. And uh, Dr. Grant, I want one more time for you to just tell us about your website. And uh, before you do that, I want to alert our listeners, too, that you have some resources for small groups. So could you I- identify that as well?
1: Yep, sure they can go to my website drgrantmullen.com that's drgrantmullen.com and they can subscribe to my free weekly email newsletter and i provide a five-minute video on how to live a transformed life and then if they go into the store of my website they can get the book that we've been talking about emotionally free which describes these three links in the chain of emotional bondage and how to be free but i've also developed small group curriculum uh, because because of the number of people who have said we'd like to do this in in small groups or Sunday school classes or home groups so that there are oh maybe four or five curriculum there on the website which is a combination of DVD and DVD presentations with a workbook so anyone interested in emotional health there's both long sessions short sessions every possible kind of learning style video audio we're trying to get the message out that we can be free And it's the kind of thing that any untrained person can lead in their living
0: room. I was glad you said that because I was wondering, do we need professionals at each one of these small group sessions in order to make it work?
1: Everything I do just runs itself. You just have to know how to turn the DVD on and off and serve cookies. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so that's a pretty pretty uh, incredible small group. The work has been done for us, yep. and uh, and all of your well-researched uh, work is done and uh, on the DVD. So again, to my listeners, go to Dr. Grant Mullen's website and access whatever you need. There are so many topics there, and his wife Kathy also has some topics that you'll want to have a look at, and we know that they have lots to offer us, and I thank you so so much for being part of this show today Dr. Grant you've offered us so much thank you very much
1: what's well, a pleasure Ruth thanks for having me you'll
0: be back again next month with more good mental health emotional uh, bondage freedom tips so thank you and I'd love to hear from you my listeners email me Ruth at words to inspire or visit my website words to inspire. You can access previous shows there and find out more about Words to Inspire. Psalm 40, verses 1 to 3 reads, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust In the Lord. I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast, and I'd love to hear from you. What did you learn? Or how did Dr. Grant and Kathy's teaching today impact your life? What have you learned? Email me, ruth at wordstoinspire.ca. I'd love to hear from you. Why not share with a friend? Go to my website, wordstoinspire.ca, and direct them to the podcast page. There, they can uh, subscribe to the podcast, Empowering Others Through God's Word, as we are in our second season, Empowering Others Through God's Word. And this series on emotional freedom is good for every one of us. So tune in again, be watching for the next podcast release. And until then, I'm Ruth Coghill with Empowering Others Through God's Word. Bye for now.